friends. It's MetaWatch, the world's one, only, and best MetaBots podcast. Hi, my name is Colin, but I'm not the Colin that you normally think of. They're dead or working the 7-Eleven. Hi, my name is Mitch. I use he, him pronouns. I'm also dead, but for unrelated reasons. <laughs> yeah, welcome. Welcome back. Uh, I don't know why that's weird. It's just we've, we've like, you know, we're here every week. It's a good time. Um, we, we've been talking for like, I don't know, like 30 minutes now. Uh, yeah. M- Mitch, how are you doing? You enjoying this holiday season? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, retail. I work in retail, baby. Um, yeah, this is. I haven't, I haven't enjoyed a holiday season. Um, 20 years probably. Yeah. Uh, this is my first time not working at a, um, combination retail restaurant with a heavy focus on gifts in eight years. This is the first Christmas I have been able to actually enjoy in almost a decade. I don't know how to feel about that. Also, we're in a pandemic, so who fucking knows? I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, (laughs) I will tell you what, I do not have to listen to Christmas music at work. Oh God! And it's how it is so nice. <laughs> I worked. Uh, God, a- every place I worked, it was just for twelve hours, just standing there listening to Christmas music. And you know what? I don't like Christmas music. There hasn't been Christmas music is awful for multiple reasons. Uh, the the jingling of the bell. This is a controversial episode <laughs> of uh, Meta Watch. The jingling of the bells get on my nerves. Um, and then the fact that there's only been three Christmas songs written in the last twenty five thirty years. It's, it's listen. Hard. We gotta pray. We gotta pray that uh, Lil Nas X Holiday just takes off and replaces all of their Christmas songs. Uh, if yeah. only. Um, also, like I don't know. I've the place that I worked at for forever uh, had like a huge outdoor seating area, like you know, and so it's not like anybody's gonna sit out there in the middle of December uh, when it's like thirty degrees out or whatever. Um, or you know, they'll even do it low. to own the yeah. libs. Uh, well, we would basically we would put all the picnic tables away, and we uh, we had a fr- a friend who had a tree business who would come in and sell Christmas trees. So we were basically obligated to play Christmas music constantly. And I think mm-hmm. last year was finally the year where like the the Stockholm syndrome like fully kicked in, and I actually enjoyed Christmas music that year. Um, and I think uh, the the um, the one slight little nugget that uh the cosmos gave me for that is uh, uh dominic the donkey did not play that year over the radio oh <gasps> uh, oh no but dominic the chris's donkey is like the best christmas song if by that you mean the worst christmas song ever made uh <laughs> no i i meant what i said and i said what i meant uh if there was a donkey metabot would it be dnk type or dky type a dky type is a gene brand right uh, oh, ooh, I have no idea. Um, I just, uh, who? It'd be ASS type. You can't put that in a children's television show. <laughs> Metabots ain't for kids. They're war machines. Um, that is funny because the episode we're about to talk about is just, it's Gundam. Uh, you know, I know, I know we have the bit that Metabots is Gundam, but Mitch, um, you, the, if you watch the Ace from Outer Space, you in fact have watched an episode of Gundam, basically. <laughs> And you know what? It was a good episode. It was. Um, I should be on Wow Cool Robot now. <laughs> I'll have to convince uh, Max to do a um, a Metabot season and have you on. Uh, <laughs> I keep calling this show in my notes Wow Cool Robot Junior. So 
Uncle Robot Jr. is a great bit. Uh, oh, man. I need to get Sarah on at some point. But in the meantime, uh, the Ace from Outer Space, uh, this picks up right where we left off on uh, last week's episodes, um, except for one little thing. Uh, it starts off with just the card for this mysterious um, Metabot that we keep seeing. It's the motherfucking Arc Beetle. Uh, and its specialty is shoots fireballs. Uh, and it's a Hercules beetle type. This fucking rules. Uh, I love him and his giant chest cannon. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I, everything about these two episodes are, these are two of the best episodes probably. Yeah. And that's saying a lot. Like in the last like six episodes of Metabots that we've watched have been banger after banger after banger. Yeah. And I, I, I get nervous. I don't know how they're going to keep improving. <laughs> I think probably we're going to, um, well, I, I think we'll probably, the start of season two is going to be probably hit or miss. Oh, yeah. No. Um, oh, absolutely. But we're just kind of, we're on the, we're on the train to Metabot City, baby. Uh, we're on the train to, to the World International uh, Metabots Tournament. Um, well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. We don't know. Uh, so, um, yeah, the uh, just to fucking talk about the arc beat a little bit more, I just love how weird its silhouette is. Like, I really feel like this Metabot specifically kind of defines what makes, like, Metabot special and different from other, like, like general mecha designs. Because, like, you know, Meta, Meta B is certainly like unique and like kind of like nails that this is this is kind of like a pokemon toyetic kind of thing um mm -hmm. but like arc beetle is if every single like super crazy like high-end metabot like gets to ridiculous stuff like Ar arc beetle that's what's gonna make me happy because like you know um uh uh oh god it, what was dragon emperor fire emperor what was that metabot's name Yes. Yeah, the big one is a cool <laughs> Metabot, and I was yeah, glad yeah, to yeah. see it, and I was um, glad to look in its laser mouth. But like the silhouette and like God Emperor. Yeah, uh, you know, go back and listen to that. I don't have my notes. Yeah, I, d I delete my notes after we record, so I don't. Even, I can't even. I look. delete my brain after we record. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> hey, your metal pops out. Of old the back Colin's of your head. dead. Old Mitch is dead. Yeah. Right. New episode. It's our, it's New our show now, baby. Uh, <laughs> um, like uh, you know the that general like design was honestly kind of boring except for like the ideas in it like the the tentacle tail is cool and all that kind of stuff but you look at it mm -hmm. and it's like okay mm -hmm. that's just that's just a weird wyvern ava or whatever but like you look at arc beetle and you're like yeah dude that's a metabot like hell yeah <laughs> um it, it took me a little bit to like process what i was looking at when i first saw arc beetle um arc beetle looks a lot chunkier uh you know, at first, and then you can parse out. Oh, its shoulders are are, are like that. Its legs are like this. Uh, Arc Beetle has gun toes, gun hands, gun shoulders, a gun head, yes. and then it's got like a blade coming out of its forehead, essentially. And then its chest is also a blade that meets almost the forehead blade. Yeah, and that's such a cool design. Um, Especially when we get to see what it's used for. It's like such a smart implementation of what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I th this is unlike anything I've really seen uh, in terms of like thought behind this design because they're like, look, this does not need to look like a robot that's going to walk up and kick your ass. This is a weapon and a spaceship. Oh no! And I guess also a robot. Oh no! Oh no, Mitch! It gets a it gets a, an upgrade called Dash Form and it has a transformable mode. Oh my God! Arc Beetle is my favorite Metabot. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Hey, be careful looking up pictures. We don't want spoilers. I just, yeah, I didn't want to spoil myself. I was just like, I want to look at Arc Beetle right now. And uh, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that one's got some chunky, chunky turbine shoulders. And I had to, mm-hmm. I had to keep clicking. Um, okay. Uh, this episode, what happens to this episode? So, um, uh, it's pretty much, we pick up right where we left off. Uh, Karen and uh, Rintaro. Uh, is it Rintaro or is it Shintaro? I kept... Uh, Rintaro. Rintaro, yeah. I accidentally called him Shintaro several, t- several times in my notes for some reason. Um, Karen and Rintaro have, they don't recognize what this bot is. They've never seen anything like it. Um, Shrimpy, like high off his own supply, just lost in the sauce, is immediately like, uh, I just want a meta, uh, meta battle against three people at once. I'm going to do it again. And uh, challenges Arc Beetle, uh, who quickly just takes Shrimpy out. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it turns out that Arc Beetle is, well, we already know this because of the title card, uh, but Arc Beetle is the metabot of the, uh, the space metafighter X, who, as soon as he shows up to say, Hey, everybody just is immediately like, Oh, it's the Phantom Renegade. And he gets mad because he's not the Phantom Renegade because he has a gold mm-hmm. mask and a red scarf. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, a different outfit as well. Yeah. Uh, real quick before we get on that, um, so Shrimpy says uh, the secret society of rubber robos uh, turns injustice to justice, which means the leader faced an injustice, right? You could say he was burned, maybe betrayed by an assistant who then took over, you know, a business, maybe? It could be why we never see his face, you know? Yeah. He's just, he was, he's self-conscious. He was... <laughs> Aki left him to burn and took over his company. Yeah. I'm saying this is who she <laughs> No subtext. <laughs> Only text. Um, uh, it is no like yeah. you're you're right to say it. Uh, this is this is the Gundam episode. No no subtext. Only only text. <laughs> um, so uh, space meta fighter X, space meta rotter X, uh, shows up and poses and does like this really cool pose thing. This super cool Sentai speech. Oh yeah. And when he goes, I am but a lone uh, shooting star traveling from a faraway galaxy. I've flown past endless planets to finally descend upon the Earth. Okay, he doesn't say anything entrance. like that in the dub, but... <laughs> no, no, he, he keeps going on the, like, these space rants, which is cool. Um, but uh, I, I think I think I know who Metafighter X is. Space Metafighter X. Can't forget the space part. Oh, I know too, but we'll, we'll get to there. I feel like there's, some, right. there's a solid reveal um, pretty soon. Um, or it might... It act, um, hmm. Yeah, it is this episode, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. so uh, Mr. Referee immediately pops back into frame, still beat to hell. Um, and, uh, you know, makes the very important, uh, claim that, you know, Hey, if anybody beats, uh, space metafighter X as the number one Japanese contender, uh, they immediately will rise up in the ranks. Um, Mm -hmm. which does tell us that yes, the points are weighted. Um, uh, I guess not outright, but like, that's the only way that that could, uh, you know, it wouldn't, if he was just yeah. some rando, then yes, and y- you would get a point and you would technically go up in the ranks. But for it to be important for him to like specifically say like, hey, if you beat him right now, you will go up very quickly is like, okay, yeah, he's like, weighted point system. Gotta be, gotta be it. Only way it works. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Arc Beetle is amazingly powerful uh, and fast and manages to take out uh, two of Shrimpy's metabots immediately. And then we find out what those two big horns are for. Uh, they're a giant railgun that makes a giant fire beam. And I love it. It's so cool. Uh, he screams, have a taste of prominence, the violent flame that burns everything in its path to ashes. And then burns the metabots uh, 
not to ashes necessarily, but destroys them quite a bit. Yeah. And we see the skulls inside them, not tin pet heads, human skulls inside <laughs> these metapods. Well, that, that, you know, um, we do know that uh, the rubber robos are getting third party metabots now. And who knows what they're putting them in them? Uh, you know, human bodies. Chi- child apparently. skulls might just be cheaper wherever they're being made. <laughs> I, I mean, this is the world of metabots. So uh, I, I don't think they have a lot of value in a child's life. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, kid skulls have to be pretty cheap. Oh, man. Also, do, do you think that uh, Space Metafighter X gets three points for that because he defeated three uh, separate metabots? Or is it just based on the metafighter? I would think so, because Shrimpy would only have... I would guess that Shrimpy's uh, points would be divided by three, right? I get into this later, but we need a hard rule book. <laughs> they, they need to send it with... The, uh, the metabots. And we see that they don't give the rule books with metabots because we watch Iggy open his in the first episode. And it's a cardboard uh, cardboard slab, a little bit of plastic on top, and meta parts inside. Uh, That's it. Well, you they know, don't get a booklet. The, the, they'll probably, they probably go, oh, go to the website, print off the PDF. They, no they do have do a that. robust system of uh, referees that literally cover the entire country and show up whenever there's a robot battle going on. So... You know, they have at least one guy doing that. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, He's like, there's some stupid kids in this neighborhood. I have to watch out for them. Yeah. Uh, Shrimpy does immediately run off, though, after having his uh, his metabots completely fucking cooked. Um, and uh, Shintaro immediately runs up to get an autograph from Space Mighty Fighter X, which is, of course, just a giant red X on a piece of paper. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. Um, Space Metal Fighter X gives Icky uh, B's medal back uh, and tells him that to uh, to you know wager a meta a medal in a battle is disrespectful to your metabot. Uh, you should mm-hmm. you should never you know uh, do a battle uh, for keeps on on medals because it's just you're playing with the soul of your best friend. Uh, and you know Icky kind of you know uh, uh, fires back about how like oh well I had to like that that was like the the demand that they made we were in a tough spot and like Space Metafighter X which I am gonna say the full thing every single time uh, you have to just just kind of lays into him being like you know you you can't do that you can't let them make the rules for you you know if the rubber robo gang tells you to jump off a bridge will you do it etc cetera, etc cetera. <clears throat> which he has a point you know uh, Icky didn't have to do this fight. I don't think. I can't really remember exactly. No, not really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they challenged him, and he goes, yeah, okay, that was about it. I mean, he they had reasons, but, like, Icky's also 10 years old. Yeah. Eight. Eight. We found out he was eight. Oh, man. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's not the brightest kid. He would probably jump off a bridge if he told him to. Yeah. If they told him there was a rare metal at the bottom of the bridge, he would do it. Um, but, see, this right here, we've come across a couple different things, which proves... Um, Space Metafighter X cannot be Phantom Thief Retort. So, first of all, if you look at their hair, Space Metafighter X has a bang that goes up and over the back of his head. Phantom Thieves only go down. That's that's a big clue. Um, and Space Metafighter X gave Icky back his medal. Phantom Thief Retort would have kept it. We don't know that. Um, because uh, Phantom Thief Retort keeps trying to steal these medals. Yeah, but he has repeatedly given... Um given Icky a chance. And also he is working with Aki and uh, they both know that he kind of knows how to use the metaphors. He can't really use it right now, but it has the potential to. So I feel like he would have been more, uh, Oh man, like 
sassy about it, but still would have given Icky back the medal. Uh, maybe, the, maybe. I think the big thing is they're different kinds of theatrical, um, and also oh, yeah. probably the most damning reason for how why Phantom Retort is not Space Metafighter X is um, Space Metafighter X does head into the Seven Eleven after you know. Uh, giving Aki a talking to mm-hmm. heads into the bathroom. Arika is chasing after him, trying to to get an interview to figure the story out. Opens the bathroom door, and he has disappeared down a flush toilet. Um, if Phantom Renegade had those kind of skills, uh, we would not. He uh, would not be doing half the things that he does on any given uh, infiltration mm-hmm. mission so far. Um, Absolutely, very clearly, uh, he wouldn't be bonking his head and losing his mask. Like none of these things. Um, yeah, it, it, dude disappears maybe down the toilet. Maybe the toilet flushing was just a distraction. Who knows? Could be. Yeah. But um, Arika opens the door. It, it's rude. <laughs> what if he was changing clothes in there, Arika? Listen, she doesn't care. She's here for the story. And, you know, uh, it might not be ethical, but uh, I, I appreciate her chutzpah. <laughs> She's she's got a lot of good bits in these uh, two episodes, so I'm gonna let this slide a little bit. <laughs> but uh, knock before you open the door, at least. Yeah, you know, j- just for the show of uh, politeness. Um. Anyways, we do cut over to the Rubber Robo base, uh, where the Rubber Robo boss is interrogating Shrimpy over his loss. Um. At uh, kind of Shrimpy's demands, while he's being kind of like berated by his compatriots, uh, he does get the Rubber Robo Boss to agree to give him one more shot at getting Icky's rare medal. Um, which then we cut back over to Arika, who runs past Icky's mom uh, as Icky's mom tries to give her nice pre- pleasantries as she comes in, and she barges into Icky's room to let him know that because of the battle against Shriplips, he has fallen down to fourth place. Um, which I didn't think the points worked like that. I didn't think you could lose points, and we never find out who rose up to third place. So we did yeah. that. <laughs> also, if they are weighted, that implies Shrimpy had some good points on his own. With So that's weird as well. Maybe he gained points by beating uh, Rintaro and Koji. Yeah, I would assume he got points from both of them and some other stuff. But I just, like, I am a little mad they didn't tell us explicitly that he's in third place or that, like... Uh, you know, this, that, that there's a negative points to losing or that somebody else ended up on top. I don't, I don't know. It's just, uh, I get that it's a narrative conceit for what's going on, but I wish they would have been a little bit more explicit about it. Okay. So let's, let's dive into this real quick. Um, he slipped to fourth place. So the, there's some sort of negative point thing going on here more than likely. And you lose a metal part every time you fight. Why, why would you fight? Uh, he's not going to rise up over three. Just don't fight anymore, people, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like, that's, like, the my only assumption is that, like, somebody else got enough points to rise up to the third spot, mm-hmm. which then isn't because Icky lost the previous battle. It's just that Icky lost the previous he battle wasn't... and didn't get more points or whatever. Ah. Yeah. Uh, oh, it, which means whoever's in third is probably really good. Yeah. Um, and probably deserves it better than uh, Icky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is kind of the, the thing of this episode here. Yeah. Cause Icky immediately just like pushes Arika out while he's, I guess he's tuning up, uh, Meta B. He's like working on some of the parts and it's just like, he's given up. Uh, he doesn't see any mm-hmm. point to like, you know, trying to get back up to third. He doesn't think he's powerful enough. He doesn't think Meta B is powerful enough, et cetera, et cetera. And just kind of, you know, forces her out. Um, 
And uh, next up, Arika meets up with Koji and Karen to complain about Icky being a little spoil sport, um, mm-hmm. having a little tantrum. Um, Koji gives us a summary of the last episode again, uh, even though it's only been like Koji. five minutes since the previously on. Um, and, uh, Karen kind of just wonders out loud why the match even counted at all. Like, uh, Icky has fought the Rubber Robos plenty of times. And the referee conveniently pops out of the trash can to give them an answer. It's because Shrimpy used his real legal name in that match, so it counted as a first-time match. Which means that Mr. Referee is keeping track of their, their fake illegal names and either not counting those or counting them as separate people. <laughs> it's So, Mr. Referee in the trash um, is wonderful. It's a great scene. Uh, I got a lot of gifts out of it. Um, <laughs> and, like, this information is pretty good, too, because that means... Mr. Referee knows all these masked meta fighters. Yeah. Well, it's he, you know, he has an ethical reason to not reveal their identities. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, he, he's, it's referee meta fighter confidentiality. Uh, meta fee, <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it's that, or, or as a showman himself, he's like, no, 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 I can't ruin the magic of performance. I was about to say, or he, it's because he's the masked, uh, he's space, space meta fighter X, but we've, Seen them in the same room before, so yeah. that's not true. Um, yeah, unfortunately, we see uh, we've seen him in every masked person. We have, except the rubber robo leader. Well, and but uh, Mr. Referee doesn't have a cruel bone in his body. Um, as we have established, uh, multiple people are the Phantom Renegades, so it, you know it could be you know maybe while Icky's mom has to be at home making dinner, he's off in the mask, uh, you know, doing something and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, <laughs> uh but yeah um uh we we also you uh, know while they talk about all this koji yeah koji gives us a uh, good line here because uh they're all like we got to bust dicky out of this funk and he goes i don't want to lose an internal rival over something like this like koji's koji's coming hard for icky okay because in the dub he just says he's gonna annoy the shit out of icky until he decides to row battle again <laughs> I, mean, I mean yeah yeah like that's how you get your rival you know passionate yeah is you just irk him but uh no he just keeps calling him his eternal rival and um keeps talking about how much respect he has for rivalry not necessarily icky just the concept but the idea of being a rival <laughs> i mean to be fair if i was super great at anything i would go all right i need a rival yeah uh <laughs> you get better god damn it get better <laughs> i need a rival i can't be good unless i have a rival oh man he should be Shrimp Lips' rival. I feel like that's a better match. Uh, but yeah, we cut back to the um, the Icky household, uh, where Icky's dad is getting ready to head on another business trip, uh, and his mom gives him a passport, um, and uh, Icky's dad gives him a little pep top, saying he'll, like, you know, he'll be rooting for him the entire time that he's away, and really hopes that, you know, Icky makes it into the finals. He's, you know, uh, really, really rooting for it, and uh, mom and dad get real cute for a minute, and... Um, yeah, it's super cute. Yeah, it's weird that um, you know, apparent it it sounds like Icky's dad just got back from a business trip and now he's heading off for another one. Um, almost like he's trying to keep a hold of a secret identity of some sort. Yeah. Uh he's gone for one month right when all this stuff is kicking off. Yeah. Like, like that's that's too convenient. Um also, this is the third time we've seen Icky's dad this series. Yes. That's that's sad. 
uh, I, I, I understand it's, oh, you know, uh, in Japanese culture, you know, these, you know, month long business trips and, you know, working hard is like, that's a, it's a staple, at least in anime. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I understand that that's what we're supposed to understand, but, uh, well, I mean, we've seen them in a lot more than three episodes. Um, yeah. How many times? Yeah. Each how episode, many, how many, first episode, this episode. Yeah. And then oh, every and the Phantom episode, Thief, yeah. the Phantom Thief is it. <laughs> I, I got it. It took me a moment. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, Icky's mom kisses him on the forehead, and he just blushes and falls backwards. Like, that's super damn cute. Yeah. I bring more of this. Uh, in the, the sub, she says, because uh, she wags her finger and talks in um, in a pattern, and she goes, that was a bring dad home spell. Okay, like, yeah. Best character in the show. Yeah, we love. She, we she love keeps trying to, to learn it. magic. Love this. Love this beautiful happy marriage. I wish he could be home more. Um, oh man, uh, Meta B does try to gas Icky up too. You know about like, hey, think about how like how your dad's rooting for you. It's so important to him. You know, we need to make him proud. Uh, but Icky still thinks it's just completely pointless. Uh, and gets so frustrated and fed up that he just runs straight out of the door and immediately finds Rintaro blocking his way. Uh, and Rintaro says that he's going to take him and Metabi to a training center for those who have lost the will to row battle. Um, and they literally hogtie him and drag him there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was bound to happen to Icky at some point in time. Yeah. Then he actually faces something stronger than him <laughs> uh, that a pep talk doesn't fix. And then people just get fed out with this shit. Yeah. It, it was bound to happen. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just so glad Metabots came out with a character that is worse than Icky. Like, <laughs> this is really elevating Icky's character right here by having Rintaro go, no, no, no. <laughs> he could be this. I uh, I love Rintaro, but I am glad he does not have more screen time. <laughs> I yeah. think he has the perfect amount of screen time, and I do not want any more of it. <laughs> no, he's a great comedic foil. Yeah. Uh, not to uh, Icky or Koji or the Rubber Robos, but to us, the audience. Yeah. <laughs> he's antagonistic to us to yeah. watch in a fun way, but... um. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. Everybody's outside of this this training facility that uh, Rintaro drags Iki to, and uh, you know, trying to get him to like get the you know the energy to to train and get better. When a sentient beard and a karate gi steps out to meet them uh, and introduces mm-hmm. himself as Oyama, and he is going to be their spiritual guide. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a good bit. Like, I did not expect any of this episode to go the way it did, and it is so good. Yeah. Uh, and the way he gets he gets Icky in the door is, like, Icky's like, oh, this is all a waste of time. And uh, Oyama just says, wasting time is as important as a well-timed attack. And, it, yeah, he's, like, a total fucking hippie-ass surfer dude. Uh, and uh, continually launches uh, people that interrupt him across the room with a single glowing eye uh, with the power of his galactic groove. Um, we got uh, we got some differences here in the sub. Okay. <laughs> so Icky goes inside because Medibi put a gun to his head. Okay. Uh, just just rule one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like, I'm not, I'm not going in there. And Medibi just puts it right to his head and it glints and he goes i will do it <laughs> <laughs> so uh i guess that's one minor difference uh he asked uh he asked the three of them uh or he asked them um what uh makes you a better meta fighter and uh Rintaro goes we need better stats to win and he goes wrong he gets 
flown back. Metabee goes, oh, obviously we need to have more courage to win. And he goes, wrong. He goes, you need space power. <laughs> <laughs> and just goes on this, like, uh, Carl Sagan-esque rant about how space is great. Yeah, um, uh, this is just being a new type. He's talking about new types. Uh, yeah. It, except new types that are explicitly powered by the Big Bang. Uh, but yeah, yeah, this is just this is just new types, like in Gundam. This is Gundam, baby. Yeah, it's Gundam time. We're going in the soup. Oh man, love the soup. Soup's great. <laughs> the only thing that this episode needed was a a single timed white goose to fly across the screen, and that's that's I would have just died uh, immediately. Um, oh, now I got to go back and watch the <laughs> watch the sub again to see if that happened. I, I I would I was my eyes were locked on the screen for this entire episode from this moment onwards like it did, it did not happen trust me um well yeah. I I get different scenes than you do that's true oh yeah I didn't get the gun to the head they might have they might have clipped the goose out for some reason uh but yeah the the final thing that Oyama tells them is uh they need to wear this 100 uh, 100% neoprene groove suit to train and fully, uh, you know, enmesh themselves in the groove soup. And it's, uh, it's a rubber robo outfit. Just that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, he calls it a, um, he goes in order to feel the space within you, you have to feel like you're in space by wearing a space suit. And he goes, here's some cheap ones I have. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's very good. Yeah. I, I like the groove soup. I like the space suit. Like this is all good. Yeah. Um, Oh man, uh, Arika, Koji, and Karen are uh, head over to Icky's to try and annoy him uh, and ask Icky's mom where he went to, and uh, she just she mentions that a, a, another one of his friends dragged him off, and they asked who it was, and she was like, "Oh, the short one that looks almost exactly like him," and then just starts to like really gush about Shintaro, and I'm curious about what you got in the subs because the dub is hard to hear what she's saying, and it isn't till it isn't until she's basically almost done that. Uh, you, I can understand enough of what she's saying to realize that she's like, uh, just like amazed at how much Icky has grown up compared to Rintaro, I guess. Um, I thought at first she was in love with Rintaro, which would have been weird, but (laughs) it's not necessarily clear one way or the other. I I have what she said. Okay. Um, I'm just, there's two interpretations. One that makes her, um, a sweet, caring mother. Yeah. And one that, um, doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, we're we're gonna give her the benefit of the doubt here. Um, she says, "When I see a boy like that, it makes me want to have another child." Oh my! What am I saying? I'm so embarrassed. And her husband just left for a month, so like you know, yeah. I, uh, I the way I would take that is she sees Rintaro, and Rintaro is small like a baby, and now she mm-hmm, wants to mm-hmm. have a toddler. Yeah. That, that's yeah. That's the that's the good version of that. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it's like, oh no! Well, your husband just left for Rintaro, so <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, like I don't like that interpretation. I like the idea that she wants to have a baby, but unfortunately, her husband just left for a month. Yeah. So uh, she's not going to be able to make a baby anytime soon. Yeah. Um, I don't like that line at all. <laughs> yeah. I would rather if her um, in both versions go. Uh, I, I mean, I like the dubs version, but I would prefer to go, oh, it's just so nice to see my boy making friends. He had no friends. And honestly, I believed he would never have friends. Yeah. So the fact he's got four friends is really nice. Yeah. Or, that would have fit. <laughs> or, you know, kind of cluing into the Shin, the Rintaro. I keep saying Shintaro, Jesus. Uh, the Rintaro um, 
uh, uh, fucking like character design size thing of being like, oh, you know, his this friend that looks so so much like him, but tiny, like when he was a baby before I realized he was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> would have been good too yeah um but yeah the the gang heads off to the training center um to find out what's going on and walks in on uh you know rentaro and uh his his metabot ribbon dancing uh like mm-hmm. rhythmic gymnastic style um and while uh metabi is dragging icky around trying to get him to uh uh to to go along with it who is yeah, uh, immediately embarrassed when he sees Karen is seeing him in this fucking frog suit. <laughs> yeah. This is, uh, you know, minus the outfit. Uh, although we did have to wear them. Like, this is just normal training. Yeah. I, I've been through this a couple times. Um, sometimes you do have to wear those, like, neoprene-like suits to sweat. You know, those rubber suits to sweat. Um, but this is nice, you know. We, we far too often in a lot of these animes see the, you know, the um the wax on wax off type of training you know where yeah. you have to carry buckets of water up and down mountains it's it's nice that we see like a more western style of training here yeah yeah i mean it's it's like that old classic thing of i mean you grew up in the 90s i'm going to assume that you had this similar experience of when uh it just became a popular thing for like football players to like take ballet classes to have better like like body dexterity like it just seems like that <laughs> Yeah, uh, our wrestling team in high school, um, we did yoga. Yeah. Valid. And that's that's why we kept getting state championships. We did yoga. You had that strong core. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. And immense chakras, uh, just like in Naruto. Well, see, that was the part of it they didn't like. <laughs> see, we, we kept uh, blasting our opponents. Oh, yeah, blasts, well, it, they, it, uh, it does like suck that, that no. the Shadow Clone Jutsu is technically illegal in Greco-Roman wrestling, but, like, it's hard not to use it if you can, like... <laughs> It's really easy to pin people if you have multiple people to pin with. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Uh, but yeah, uh, Koji tears Iki apart um, for not taking the opportunity to train when it's right in front of him. Like, he came all the way here. He should be giving this this master the respect and, and following suit in the training. And Koji and Similodon, uh hop into suits and, uh, and get to spinning ribbons. Um, Koji strips in one fluid motion. Yes. Dons the suit in another and then immediately grovels. It's like four seconds. Closed, naked, suit, head on the ground. Yeah. Um, this boy practices. And in the, so he, like, in the, in the sub, he explicitly takes his clothes off and then puts the suit on because in the dub, I think they alight it to just basically like a fucking star wipe goes down him as he is replaced with the rubber robo outfit. No, he takes off his shirt and it sparkles and you oh, see okay. him right. in his underwear. And then it, he swipes his his hand again and then he's in the suit and then he's groveling. <laughs> no, it, it's a full on um like pastel background sparkle hair blowing in the wind yeah like, just like, like a transformation sailor. sequence uh, yeah yeah and koji is ripped for an eight-year-old yeah it's, i mean it's he, weird he spends all of his time <laughs> running away from bugs uh <laughs> that's true and it's Those you get know, you. he's we know he's rich so he has the money to afford like a personal chef and a trainer and like really that is the key to getting absolutely shredded you need those two mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. um Money. Yeah. Also, uh, Oyama says that uh, that that Koji flies true like a wayward comet, uh, which is a good line. We love to hear it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Arika leaves because this is too ridiculous for her, um, and immediately stumbles into a shed out back that has the real teacher tied up in it. Um, 
and uh, almost thinks she gets caught, but it's actually just Karen surprising her. And also, Karen's like, oh, wow, yeah, we should let people know that he's back here. <laughs> yeah, that's a good twist. And then you, you see Karen, and you're like, oh, God, is Karen in on it? Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, she can't be. She's a saint. But, like, you get that moment of panic, and then she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. no, we should we should tell them. She's also not programmed like, for just, evil. Well, we don't know that. <laughs> Depends who programmed her. It could just be a long con. It's true. She did. Um, she did almost swat uh, Aki or like a few episodes ago. So um, he deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the fake master uh, gives Rentaro and Koji uh, the next step in their training equipment that will fully let them realize uh, that their souls can be freed from Earth's gravity and they can embrace the, uh, you know, the energies and cosmic forces of space. Uh, mm-hmm. Sunglasses and an antenna. <laughs> Yep, uh, so they can see space power, and so they can intercept it. Yeah. Um, uh, he even almost convinces uh, Icky and Medivy to put the shades on, because uh, Medivy thinks that the shades are really cool. They're, they're, they're mm-hmm. cool shades. When Karen and Arika barge in uh, to reveal that uh, it is not the real master. The real master is tied up out back. And uh, Shrimpy immediately gives up the ghost, reveals himself, and uh, even tells him his plan. His plan was try- was he was going to try and recruit Icky into the Rubber Robo Gang to take his medal. Um, I, I love how stupid this is. Uh, he, Shrimpy is standing on top of uh, Gokudo, which is funny. Yes. <laughs> considering how tight that old man's uh, spacesuit was. Yeah. And then um, his plan was, oh, I was going to trick you into joining the gang. Yeah. And then they'd be in the gang. Like, well, we, okay. Im- we immediately find out what the next step is when he activates the mm-hmm. antennas on Rintaro and Koji, and we find out that it's their mind control devices, uh, and forces them to hand their medals over. Uh, and Shrimpy then, uh, I guess, uh, instigates plan two. He tells Icky that uh, the only way he'll give them back their medals is if Icky row battles him uh, with the wager of B's rare medal. Uh, and Rintaro mm-hmm. and Koji proceed to beg for help. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, yeah, the the mind control kind of helps Salami here, or Shrimpy. Yeah. But um, it's still, still weird. Still pretty weird. St- that his, yeah. plan, his plan's, oh, you, I was going to trick you into joining our gang, and then you'd be in the gang. And you can't quit a gang, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Once a jet, a jet for life, right? Yeah, you know. Uh, the colors don't run. Um, oh, man. Icky and Medivy are both kind of, like, on the fence about it at first. Arika reminds him that, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't meta battle for medals. Uh, but, you know, Icky and Medibi both muscle down. They're like, no, we're doing it. We can't let this happen to our friends. Uh, you got to fight. And uh, Mr. Referee immediately hula hoops in. And this is an official fight. Uh, Icky also does the first smart thing we've ever seen. And he uh, does a parts transfer and gives Medibi mm-hmm. the arachnoblaster and tells him he has a plan. Um and it seems like that, yeah, like Koji recognizes, oh, you know, Iki was depressed, but he was just thinking about this fight the whole time. And now he's figured out how to beat him. So. Yeah. Uh, in the sub, it's called the Cheaper Trap. Ooh. Which is a fun name. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <sighs> Shrimpy does the Dom triple attack from Gundam. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. He has all, he gets all three of his metabots out. He has them run really, really fast in a circle. So it seems like they're moving as one and you can't hit uh, one of them specifically. And yeah, it's just, it's the black, it's the black TriStar attack from Mobile Suit Gundam. This is just the Gundam episode. Which, uh, <laughs> I've never understood how this works against somebody who has a gun. It, it makes, <laughs> uh, it makes sense almost for a sword, it, you know? 
Except, except you can just put the sword down, and then they run into the sword. So when like, they, I don't, when they do it in Gundam, and also when they do it in Zoids, because they do just do the same thing in Zoids too. Uh, pe- you know, people they also do this in Pokemon. Yeah, uh, Pikachu does this. Uh, yeah. They do this in Digimon. Um, they, I, I think they did it in a car commercial I watched once. Yeah. Like this just happens a lot. So when they, when they do it in a smart way, it's that they, the three of them are in a line. Uh, and are are basically making a jet stream so that one of them can kind of like be defensive at the front and then they pull out and the second one pulls out and does a distracting attack where then the third one getting the full jet jet stream effect can rocket forward and do a melee attack like that's the way it's supposed to happen not just running around in a circle where yes meta b could fire a laser machine gun at one point and hit them <laughs> yeah all right uh thank you for explaining that um still sounds dumb <laughs> but uh okay it, it, to me it makes more sense to not run in a circle to do those things as opposed to you know if you're going to cause a distraction just cause it a, that's yeah it's fine it's yeah okay. you just hit from three different points and that's going to be like overwhelming no matter what uh <laughs> yeah uh i guess i'm not a tactical space genius that's yeah. why i don't have my own jundum you gotta just, yeah uh you gotta re- it's uh, it's because your soul's being held down by Earth's gravity. I'm really sorry to say that, Mitch, but it's true. Uh, you need to... Um... It's being held down by quite a bit, yes. <laughs> um, oh, man. Uh, you, you, you have to get out from Earth so that you can be under the control of moon capitalists. Uh, enough about Give me Gundam. a chance and I'll do it. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, Icky gets uh, Metabi to web one of them in place. Uh, basically, just like the minute one of them like comes out of the circle to attack, uh, Icky just commands him to web him. At which point, um, that one gets webbed in place. And then when the uh, you know uh, Gokudo comes into attack, uh, has Metabi dodge. Gokudo hits uh, the one who's webbed in place to, and causes it to get taken out. Metabi lands on Gokudo's head, which takes it out more like you know as Mario rules. Um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then uh, uh, Metabee is able to take out the last one with a homing missile. And it's, yeah, it's wham, bam, we're done. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it's just, so he uses the metaphors here. Does he? I didn't catch um, any metaphor sh- stuff going on. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, I'm getting mm-hmm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. He doesn't take out the one by uh, Mario jumping on him. He does. He yeah, jumps he, off he just and knocks it away. into the missile. Yeah. Then Arika yeah. rips Rintaro and Koji's antenna off, which finally frees them. And then, yeah, that's when uh, Metabi and Iki are so fired up and in tune with, with each other that they're able to finally activate the metaphors again. We get the dumb dude I rock line and I don't I want it to stop. Please never say it again. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. they go a blasting. Uh, yeah. That's it. <laughs> they win the fight. Uh, yeah. I want to point out something about this meta metaphors usage. Karen is not surprised or confused by the metaphors. Everyone else is astonished. Karen's just like, yeah, what else would he be doing? Now, that could be because she hangs out with Aki. Yeah. But he doesn't know how to use the metaphors, so probably not. She's probably... It's probably yeah. because <laughs> she's a robot or Saint Nurse the Nasty is the most powerful life form. Um, well, we, we know that, uh, so like, you know, it could be that just, she hangs out with, it seems like this isn't the first time that Dr. Aki has taken her to, um, the, the meta corporation. Mm-hmm. So could presumably, even if they don't know how to control or activate the metaphors, she could have seen it activated accidentally before. 
Um, it's fair. I don't think that that's that's not the most interesting result, though. Uh, there is the fact that yes, she is a metabot. She probably recognizes it easier than other people. Um, mm-hmm. But then to the Saint Nurse, the nasty thing, Nutra Nurse, we know doesn't have a rare metal uh, because the um, you know uh, the evil uh, uh, robot the metal. Yeah, the the when they steal the metal, you know, it it didn't come through as a rare metal. But but. We also learn you don't have to have a rare metal to use the metaphors. It just makes it easier. Um, also, we, we we don't know if maybe Nutrinurse has an ultra rare metal. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> or or a super rare metal. Uh, or if, if maybe uh, Nutrinurse's metal has been idolized or not. You know, there could be a lot of reasons mm-hmm. they wouldn't mm-hmm. immediately recognize it as a rare metal. Um, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like it. It's good. Yeah, it. It also turns out that um, Space Metafighter X has been hanging from the ceiling the whole time uh, and, uh, you know, makes, you know, grab Shrimpy by the arm and makes him hand the medals over and uh, gives Icky and Metabi a respectful handshake, uh, gives Rintaro and uh, um, uh, Koji their their medals back, lets Icky know that, yeah, he did the right thing by fighting for the medals, even though previously in the same episode he told him not to do that because, uh, you know, you got to fight for your friends. And Rintaro immediately starts hounding uh, Icky about the metaphors and how to use it uh, because he's a wonderful little goblin, my son. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then uh, we end this episode with Koji swearing that he's going to find a way to counter the metaphors. Well, we also see Metafighter, uh, sorry, sorry, Space Metafighter X, it's it's important, uh, Yeah, makes his leave by moving the scroll that's hanging in the back and stepping through a door. Arika yeah. follows, pulls the scroll aside. It's just flat wall, baby. Yeah. Space Metafighter X has know. some sort of dimensional gateway that he can employ at will or something. Yeah. Or perhaps he's just really good at close-up magic. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, prestidigitation. Yeah. Um, um, we see the name of the part that uh, Metabee wins, which I'm thinking is probably a mistake. Um. I, in the dub, I believe it was uh, Gokudo's extendo, extending punch arm mm-hmm. or something. It is pile bone, which I, I'm guessing <clears throat> might mean pole bone. Uh, no, no, it's it's a it's probably a, a play on pile driver. I I don't, I don't know where know. the bone part is coming in, but it's like, definitely like, like it's, yeah, because the tempet yeah. is the bone of the metabot. We go over this yeah, every yeah. episode. <laughs> they got bones. Yeah. It's, you know, the mitochondria is the power of the cell, and the tin pit's the bone of the metabot. <laughs> yeah, pile bone, which makes this a monkey bone. It, it, well, yeah, <laughs> a, a, a monkey pile, uh, a pile monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I was making a Brendan Fraser reference, but yes, a pile monkey also sounds gross. I'm making a barrel monkey's reference. <laughs> I don't like either of these. Yeah. Um Oh man, uh, we do immediately go into the next episode. It's weird for like, the, like these episodes to be just rolling one into the other, like mm-hmm. straight into the plot of each. But uh, me and my shadow sword, um, or uh, secret technique, yeah. shadow sword. Yeah, both of these, um, both of these episodes uh, basically have the same names. Yeah, they just do a shitty pun of the same name mm-hmm. in uh, the English because I guess they're uh they just couldn't have any spaghetti stick to the wall for this one um i mean that's what i would do uh rintaro has found out that koji is training under space metafighter x now and is dragging icky and everybody through a bamboo bamboo grove um to uh uh to like confirm it 
Um, we do see that Koji is uh, exhausted in front of a shrine in this bamboo grove uh, in, you know, uh, a kendo hakama and just about to fall over from exhaustion after a quote-unquote few short exercises. Uh, which makes sense. Kendo is probably the, like, most endurance-heavy sport I've ever done in my entire life. I believe uh, it. I w- it's, the only, it's the only time I've ever thrown up from exercise. <laughs> oh, that's not good. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff's supposed to stay inside of your belly. It is. Yeah. Um, uh, we do see, uh, we, we get a little bit of information about uh, Space Metafighter X. And they say, whoever faces him is brought to an abyss of terror. Which... Is a good line, maybe not necessarily yeah. for a good guy, but it's a good line. <laughs> hey, listen, you know, even Yugi sends him to the shadow dimension every once in a while. Uh, well, uh, criminals are a superstitious and cowardly lot. We know this for a fact. Yeah. So if he has to scare him straight, I guess that happens. Yeah. We finally have our anti-hero. Uh, but yeah, uh, Simodon doesn't understand why he isn't the one training uh instead of uh koji and uh the butler explains that koji has to train because you know uh the the body and spirit and mind of the meta fighter has to be as strong as the metabot if they if they really want to do well at high level play um uh super meta fighter x is still kind of like you know uh goading koji on uh koji does try to do a surprise attack but can't even keep up with Space Miner Fighter X's incredible, amazing speed uh, because he moves too fast to see. Uh, but he does compliment Koji on his attempted at, at an assault from the back uh, and tells him that uh, the, the technique he used is the Shadow Sword attack. Um, and it's the only way to beat the metaphors. It's This entire episode is just so good. Uh, yeah. We are getting spoiled. Um, this is probably... I, I gotta say, this is like the top five episodes we've seen right here, easily. And th- I mean, that's saying quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I would say that definitely. Like these two episodes back to back have been incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, uh, Koji does like swears absolutely he will do anything he can to beat uh, Iki Emetabi, um, and uh, you know even admits that it's it's because of their rare metal and the fact that Similodon doesn't have one. He has to have all the tools in his arsenal. He has to train as hard as he can to be able to keep up with that. Um, and uh, you know, Space Metafighter X says it's it's like chess. It's simple to learn, but it's difficult to master. And also, it could kill you if you do it wrong. <laughs> uh, so it's going to be hard and long, and you can't give up. Uh, and Koji agrees. Um, so he's talking about his. Um why he wants to be icky and uh space metafighter x is really trying to nail down this and he goes uh he goes why are you fighting so hard to defeat this opponent that you're higher ranked at he goes i'm higher ranked than him and better than him but i'm trying to defeat him as a as a uh, form of respect you're supposed to respect your rival and give them everything you've got so i have to fight to beat someone beneath me like that like yeah koji yeah that's dope <laughs> Like, he's like, I'm better than him, but I still, as a form of respect to the idea of rivalry, I had to push myself to the absolute limit. Like, that's so cool. Um, <laughs> and uh, Space Metafighter X mentions the Shadow Sword is moving faster than a bullet train. And the entire... It's pretty damn fast, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Koji just keeps going, I will master it. I swear it. Just every few minutes. And it's... Yeah. It's powerful stuff. Oh man! Uh, in a in a more predictable show, Koji would be the main character, and uh, well, I don't know. I guess I guess him and Iki have like a Naruto Sasuke thing yeah. going on. He is the Sasuke of the show. <laughs> this reminds me a lot of um, 
like we're starting to get stuff that reminds me a lot of a uh, Kamen Rider Kabuto. Um, yeah. Cause it, that show had three protagonists essentially uh, three different kinds of protagonists all fighting for, Oh, I'm the main character of this show. Yeah. Like this is, this is a very, that feel right here uh, with Rintaro, I guess being the third, which is just, I, I, uh, my, my like assumption is that uh, this whole, you know, is Icky going to be able to get back into third place thing is going to be solved with, uh, uh, like, Space Metafighter X, like, retiring from the tournament, um, which then immediately bumps Icky up into third place, and then we find out, find out the third place person was Rintaro, and so the, the team mm-hmm. is them. But I would say, if we're going to call a third main character, it's Arika. Oh, absolutely. But, um... Unfortunately, I don't think she's a main character. I think she is relegated to side character status, which is a um, huge disservice. But I don't I think she still drives the she drives the plot a lot more than Rintaro does. Like she's the one who is constantly like trying to figure out who like what's going on mm-hmm. the rubber robo is like what who Space Metafighter X is, who uh the Phantom Renegade is. Uh like Rintaro kind of shows up and causes trouble and is just kind of reactionary. I would I I definitely would expect once the tournament arc starts, assuming that the team is going to be Rintaro, Kochi, and Iki, he will then, like, fully get to main character mm-hmm. status. But I think, like, Arika does way more as, like, an active protagonist in the show than he does oh, right now. absolutely. Like, I... <laughs> yeah. No disservice to Arika. Like, she is yeah. phenomenal. Like, I, I, I love her. But yeah. I don't think the show is giving her an, her due is the problem. I, I believe she has it in her to be the main character, and I believe the yeah. show, like, she's pushing the show forward, but I still don't think they actually, the show doesn't treat her with the respect that she deserves. I I think it does. I think the big thing is, like, the fact that Brass isn't on screen with her as much, the fact that Brass isn't a supporting character for yeah. her does kind of, like, leave her as a, uh, like, it is kind of hard to pin her down sometimes, Mm -hmm. but I think she is more often than not, like, the agent of the story going on to, like, I can, I think it's at least safe to say that she is on par with Koji as far as, like, importance. Yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. Yeah. Um... But yeah, enough serious talk. Uh, Icky and everyone are still running through the Bamboo Grove, uh, and Karen remarks that Koji must be going through absolute hell out here because he's just surrounded with insects, and she doesn't know how he's doing it. Uh, she's just really concerned about him. Um, we get a good line um, from Koji. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I'm sorry, not from Koji, uh, from Koji's butler. <laughs> and he says, a man put, must put his life on a line to defeat his rival. And Smilodon ad goes, what makes that different than being a sore loser? And then he just kind of shrug, <laughs> which is real good. Oh, man. Uh, I think the difference... Uh, we'll see what the difference is uh, at the end of this episode. Um, uh, they do finally hear him training. Uh, he's shouting katas as he's just doing doing sword katas. Uh, Iki can't believe it's true that Koji is training to fight the Metaphors, and that he even uh, got the... Uh, uh, Space Metafighter X to teach him. Uh, Rintaro immediately clamoring on to Space, Metafri- Meta- uh, Space Metafighter X and asking him to train him. Um, he wants to know all of his techniques, etc., etc. Um, and also, Rintaro immediately calls him Henry and just starts laying into him in almost kind of a mean way mm-hmm. about how you know, you know, like you're exactly like the like the Henry that won the first meta uh, meta tournament, you know, you have the same build, you have the same haircut, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You need to stop pretending that you're not Henry, like blah, blah, blah. blah. And then everybody is like, 
wait, you mean like the guy for the 7-Eleven? And Rintaro's like, no, that Henry's a loser. That's a, this is a different Henry. There are two Henrys. <laughs> this is, uh, it's pretty close to what happens. But he, uh, um, first of all, his name is Hikaru and the, um, and the, the sub, but he's talking about how, no, we, everyone knows that you're the same guy, that you're the one who was the legendary one. Everyone knows this. Yeah. Like, like it's not a secret. His secret identity yeah. is out there. Um, <laughs> and then like, oh, isn't that the, cause he mentions the first and last name. Like that's the name of, you know, our friend from the convenience store. And he goes, no, that guy sucks. And they're like, yeah, I guess he does suck. Yeah. And the yeah, go, it, it's actually like, kind of laughable that we thought that even for a moment. That guy sucks yeah. so much. <laughs> uh, I believe the joke in the dub is uh, Medivy says that uh, uh, that Henry couldn't fight his way out of a paper bag. And then Icky immediately comes in with like, yeah, and he needs so many of them for bagging groceries, which is just like, don't be mean to this man. He's but a humble laborer of the working class, and that's why Space Metafighter X gets incredibly mad at everyone for insulting a humble laborer and uh, leaves. No, okay. <laughs> um, they're dunking on Henry. Henry's nothing but nice to all of them all the time. He is. And He's a sweet man. He even babysat them when they went into the spooky w- woods and got attacked by a ghost metabot. And don't forget, <laughs> he has a chicken for a baby. We haven't he seen does. it in a while, because I assume... He works hard keeping that chicken safe at home. Yeah. And a metafight is yeah. no place for a chicken. It isn't. Um, Especially with, uh, you know, a, I think a, uh, you know, the Phantom Renegade would easily mistake the chicken for a rare metal and try and steal He's it. He's not there. a bright guy, that Phantom Renegade. Which, <laughs> yeah. um, since we're talking about it, I love how quickly the they look the same was dropped for the Space Metafighter X and uh, Phantom Thief Retort. It's like the show agreed with us canonically that like yeah. a dozen people could easily be either of these guys. Yeah. It's like, yeah, everyone's got the same haircut. Yes. Yes. He, we all kind of look alike. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Moving on. They are wearing the exact same mask except Space Metafighter X's is made of gold. That's And the mouth is slightly different shaped. That's it. It's not <laughs> smiling. It's just, um, it's not a, it's not a parenthesis smile. It's a, capital d smile for the emoticon yeah <laughs> um oh man uh <laughs> koji won't tell icky what he's trying to learn um and uh arika starts trying to film koji's uh training for a story uh koji gets mad and says that it's private uh and uh they all start to fight because uh you know uh like it Koji's trying to keep secrets from them and icky's like hey we're all friends here we can't keep things from each other i mean like you know yeah. You know, he's specifically training to defeat you in battle. It's kind of yeah. shitty that you're telling him, hey, how are you trying to defeat me so I can counter that? I won't tell you what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> it's pretty shitty at Icky. Um, yeah. Well, it's, I think the, the thing is, is like, uh, like Icky knows that he's training, presumably to fight him, but really doesn't know what he's training for. And so that's when Koji finally just, you know, agrees and reveals his goal. He wants to neutralize the metaphors. Um and, uh, you know, uh, they start to both get passionate about this fight. They both want to try as hard as they can. There's a bunch of fire in the background. Everything's on fire. Everybody's eyes are made of fire. Karen and Metabi are in love with seeing two boys so ready to fight each other. Um, and then Rintaro go- tries to tell him to take a swim to cool off. <laughs> um, so we get a good bit from Arika uh, and a really bad bit from Koji um, before the, the flames of passion burn bright. Um Koji is getting upset and he goes, women and children should shut up and leave. And Rika goes, uh, that's sexist. And also you're a child. 
Yeah. And Icky. <laughs> They're all the same age. Icky tries to stop her, stop her from uh, fighting him. And she goes, oh, are you making light of women too? And that's when the, um, the uh, I quote, overbearing passion between two men, uh, end quote, uh, starts up. Glad they don't have that in the dub. Uh, <laughs> in the in the dub, they're just they're debating uh, whether or not uh, this is the Koji is a public person or not, and whether or not the press has access to him. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, Koji, Koji, we do know is um, a little on the sexist side from his first appearance, uh, where he considers himself a prince for Karen. Yeah, um, and talks about her ugly ears, which she's eight. So yeah. I'm even more confused now. <laughs> yeah. I've known her for three or four years. I remember her ugly years. I, yeah. I, I Fuck off, Koji. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah um, and good, but like, I want to point that out because Arika goes, hey, sexist. Yeah. Good on Arika. Yeah. Arika rules. She's the uh, best. Arika deserves a better show. Um, I agree. Justice for Fa, justice for Arika. Um Oh man, uh, we do cut to a nighttime training scene uh, where Koji is still still swinging a sword. Um, Similodon launches uh, a bunch of walnuts into the air, and Koji proceeds to, in three uh, slices, uh, destroy forty of the nuts in one point five seconds. But his goal is eighty in less than one second in order for him to be able to do the um, the the shadow sword. You know, um, um, this scene uh, gives us quite a bit of information. We know for a fact that these episodes don't take place in November because the secret technique is to bust a nut repeatedly. The secret technique is to bust a nut repeatedly. <laughs> I'll say it again. Wow, Mitch, it was really nice doing a podcast with you. It's, it sucks that I can't. I'm going to have to leave right now and just uh, hit my computer with a hammer. <laughs> also, and also, Karen's watching, uh, you know, from, from the woods. She seems really concerned about her friend. It's kind of touching. Yeah. Um, I'm really glad we're getting Koji, Karen, um, like, any time together with them. Because we, we've heard that yeah. they're good friends. And we see the the uh, jealousy that uh, Icky being around Karen uh, drives Koji to. Um, yeah. And it's really nice we actually see some tender moments between these two to actually yeah. give any of those moments some weight. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> You're still yeah, mad about it, that November joke. I am. Uh, <laughs> uh, it is It is legitimately good, uh, The especially since they don't try to like add romance to the Koji uh, Karen scenes in this. There's like one kind of little fake out they do. But in general, it's just it's good two friends like caring for each other mm-hmm. and like a, mm-hmm. in a nice way um we do cut to the next day where icky and metabi are training uh but metabi just can't do it he can't fight without an opponent he just can't get into it um and uh icky's just trying to get him to get get his uh his energy together because they have to they have to get better if they want to defeat koji if koji figures out how to counter the metaphors which is totally correct uh, but Arika reminds them that they still need to get to third place. They should be out there, you know, fighting people mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, which is also, if Meta B won't won't train except in fighting other uh, another person, even in, in sparring, then yeah, they should be out there fighting people and getting experience that way. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Arika's making nothing but good points here, and they get mad at yeah. her for it. Yeah, which is uh, typical for Icky. Yeah. yeah, because Icky's main idea is like, hey, listen, we have to be able to defeat people without the metaphors or with people who can counter the metaphors, et cetera, et cetera. If, you know, if I don't, if we don't learn to do this and we get into the tournament, then Koji's just going to smoke us no matter what. 
but you know, uh, Metabi and him want to have their cake and eat it is basically exactly what Metabi says. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, space Metafighter X does show up on a light pole to give Icky some cryptic, uh, advice and a little passive motivation. Um, and it might have kicked something inside of him to get him to, to do things. We'll, we'll see. Um, Space Metafire X does show up to give Koji more training as well. And uh, he tells them that uh, he can't just be physically fast, uh, but fast to give commands. Um, and has, a, you know, he, they've set up a bamboo uh, sword target with a fake Metabee cardboard on it. Um, and, uh, you know, Koji had been training against that, but uh, uh, Space Metafighter X tells him to, to come at him. And uh, just he does a quick turn at the last minute and Koji falls. He's not able to hit him. Uh, and that's because uh, he tells him he's, he's trusting too much on his eyes. The best Metafighters in the world ignore their senses and use their instincts. Um, uh, we get a different bit here, um, which it's weird that the dub gives actual advice. Well, actual advice in quotes versus the joke that the, uh, sub does. Uh, so, uh, Koji pops up out of the water and just stares at, uh, space metafighter X and he goes, Oh, do you intend to stare me to death? You know, you can't stare <laughs> your enemies metals out of their backs. I'm like that's, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, that's valid. And he keeps talking about how um, Koji needs to empty his heart, and then he can reach spiritual enlightenment. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I didn't know, I didn't know we were going for Nirvana here to win. Okay, all right. Uh, and then you know, to, and that makes more sense because this is also immediately when Karen starts uh, dropping lotus flowers mm-hmm. into this. Uh, is this a river or a pond? It's like a pond with remember. a little waterfall yeah. running into it. Yeah, um, and she does that to uh, help. Koji, relax. She says the sm- the the smells of the the flowers will help you uh, calm down uh, and help you train better. Um, she she, uh, she in the sub she goes. This place is so dreary. I think I should spend some time making it look a little more lively for you. Which is yeah. She's trying. Yeah. Oh, Karen. <laughs> we love Karen. We love Karen. We love Arika. Uh, they'd be a great Metafighter Metabot duo. Absolutely. <laughs> um. Uh. Then we cut to Iki and Metabi doing a a sunset run. Uh, and Metabi keeps asking Icky, you know, c- c- trying to confirm strategy and stuff, and Icky's head is just completely empty. He's just responding, yeah, to everything. Uh, and when they get back to the house, you know, uh, Metabi confronts him about it, and it's because he can't stop thinking about that nugget of wisdom that uh, Space Metafighter X gave him. Uh, Metabi comes up with the idea that he should wear Rakusho's cape because it's filled with Rakusho's fighting spirit, um, and also he looks good in it. Uh and uh, that helps Icky figure out exactly what they need to do to uh, beat Koji. Uh, the uh, the wording in the sub here, um, I really like. Because um, he keeps talking about wearing it, but he's keeps saying he's shouldering it. As in, he's wearing it on his shoulders. But he keeps using the term shouldering it. And it's, it's like, this is filled with his um, his uh, fighting spirit. And I'm a, I will shoulder that into fight. And it's like he's talking about shouldering those emotions or like holding on to those emotions and spirit in that fight like that's pretty romantic and good like it also like yeah it conveys more respect too mm -hmm. like in the dub it just kind of seems like oh yeah this is rakusha rakusha is good at fighting i'm gonna wear it seems cool yeah and this is more like acknowledging that it's you know equally as much like wearing something of rakusha's that to kind of like call upon like how he inspires him but really more like 
truly acknowledging this is still Rakusho's cape, I'm mm-hmm. borrowing it kind of thing. Yeah. As opposed to, oh, guess I'll wear it, which is just kind of like, eh, it's it's fine. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, He's talking about, yeah. like, this is reverent to this this item that represents Rakusho to him. Yeah. And how having this totem is, like, powerful, uh, like, emotionally. Yeah. But the, the term shouldering, he says it for the rest of the episode about this mantle, about this cloak. He keeps um, talking about how he's shouldering its spirit. Like, those are emotional terms, buddy. I'm yeah. loving it. Well, they are in love. Uh, <laughs> I, I think this is where they're figuring that out. Yeah. Um, so, uh, then we cut over to Koji, who's meditating in this shrine. Uh, but he can't focus because Karen set, uh, sets up a citronella candle to chase bugs off so that he won't get frightened. That's so good. Uh, That's so cute. And- yeah, and then he can't focus because uh, she set up a camping stove because she's making soup that's healthy and nutritious for him so that he can keep training. And uh, she even brought a bento box full of his favorite appetizers. Um, and he gets mad and, like, knocks the bento box over and tells her to leave because it's all too distracting. Uh, and as he's walking away, she's she, like, you know, kind of... Uh, falls next to the um, the bento box and gets a really blushy face and is like, uh, you know, I thought you wanted, I thought you enjoyed having me here. I thought you like spending time with me. I didn't think that you'd rather have pizza. <laughs> um, that's good. <laughs> and which Goji freaks out and jumps to the river and she makes a joke. She makes a comment of like, but they deliver. Um, and then this is when Koji finally has his, his full turn and like says he's, he's too frustrated on his training and he, he's taking it out on Karen and that's unfair to her. She's mm-hmm. just helping me out. Um, in the sub, it goes a different direction. So she's doing all that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, he doesn't mean to knock it out of her hand. Uh, the wording makes it sound like, and he goes, uh, I appreciate your concern, but I can't concentrate with you around. You're just, and then, um, it cuts to her uh, blushing, and she goes, I just wanted to do my best for you since you were doing your best. It's like, that's good stuff right there. That's yeah, this friendship. Is a good episode. Yeah. Um, but while Koji is in the river, uh, they both notice that the uh, the lotus flowers have begun to bloom. Um, and the, the wonderful smell that they give off uh, finally uh, helps Koji understand uh, how to perfect the shadow sword technique. Uh this is when we get the narrator popping in. Oh, every episode we got to have the narrator. And uh, the narrator pops in and he goes, as the lotus blossom bloomed, Koji realized and reached spiritual enlightenment. I'm like, really? Only after a day of training? <laughs> the dude reached yeah, spiritual yeah. enlightenment? Koji's Listen, really good at his job, I guess. Sometimes it happens, you know? <laughs> and then, yeah, narrator's know, gone. Yeah. He just goes, oh, yeah, Koji hit spiritual enlightenment. And there was a ding. I'm like, oh, all right. Uh Good, good to know that Koji is a bodhisattva now. Um, uh, <laughs> it looks like you can so, disrespect women and then still he hit spiritual enlightenment in the same day. Wow. Yeah. I love it. All yeah, it takes is you've money. Gotta, you've got to yeah, realize how painful you are to the women around you and jump in a river. And then I guess you can reach spiritual enlightenment. Uh, <laughs> Metabots. It's the next day. Everybody shows up to the Shrine Grove to, to fight. And... Um, uh, and it's for absolutely not points because they've fought so many times before and it won't now, fucking Now, hold matter. on real quick. <laughs> I'm going to send you something in the Discord chat here because okay. I knew you weren't going to get this. All right. We get a splash screen. The first and only time this has happened. Oh. And I am sending it now. And it's a good looking splash screen. Um, it is a um, sunrise. Oh, that is nice. Yeah. Sunrise over a convenience store. Not the same one that we always go to, 
but a convenience store. And then it, uh, um, big I text. assume they had to cut time, and then also they just didn't want that much Japanese on yeah. the screen. <laughs> uh, in big Japanese text, it says, and so the day of the duel arrived. Like, that's yeah. that's a nice splash screen. It, the only one so far. We have a narrator, and we have a splash screen. Yeah. What? I, I assume it's just because of the theme of this episode, uh-huh. uh, but it definitely makes sense that this is, if they were going to deploy this in one episode, it would be this episode. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I knew we weren't going to get that, so I made sure I clipped that to show you. Yeah. Um, we do get Meta B's stats again for no reason. I don't know why, um, yeah. but we do. Uh, and Mr. Referee steps out of a bamboo shoot in full Hakama. It's very good. I love mm-hmm, to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, Arika is filming this entire fight, which is cool. Um, also, I, ju- I finally realized Arika's camera is black and white, which I don't know if that's a stylistic thing or if just they never invented. Well, no, we know they have color film. Mm-hmm. We've seen it on TV. I guess she just, you know, she's old school like that. She likes to shoot black and white. Uh, I respect it. Well, the school paper only prints in black and white, so she doesn't That's need true, color. Yeah. Well, the school paper is a paper. She's taking video. Look, uh, Arika's smart. <laughs> she's also eight. <laughs> um, oh, man. So they proceed to just stand off and stare each other down. Um, uh, Koji is having Smilodon wait no, for... No, wait, 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 wait. That- this is stylistic. Yeah. This is uh, because of the 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 samurai theme. Because oh, when yeah, we yeah, saw the yeah. underwear She's bit, a Kurosawa film. Yeah, <laughs> when we saw the underwear bit in the uh, Phantom Thief retort uh, mask stolen episode, she recorded uh, the fake Phantom's uh, underwear in full color. Oh, okay. All right. This is purposeful. That makes me mm-hmm. feel better about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, lo- love to see it. Uh, love our burgeoning um, uh, uh, film queen here. Um, so, uh, Koji gives Simulodon the order to to hold out and wait until Metabi activates the Metaforce to do anything. Uh, and Metabi is simply trying to, uh, Iki and Metabi are simply trying to psych them out by staring at them as long as possible. Um, but eventually, Metabi does let off a green glow, which makes them think that he's activated the Metaforce, and Simulodon goes in for an attack, only for Metabi to uh, reveal a weird arm and completely disappear. Um, and then, while invisible, Metabi takes Melodon out with a simple laser blast and reappears. And it turns out that Metabi uh, had been installed with an invis arm, or excuse me, an invisi arm, mm-hmm. which was hidden under the uh, Rikusho's cape. Yeah, I okay. Uh, to spoil a little bit in the next like minute and a half, um, everyone's going, "Oh, you know, this was a great fight. Oh, this shows the cleverness of both combatants." Blah blah blah. I, you know what? It still feels kind of dirty. That, that Koji spent all this time training and reached spiritual enlightenment, and and they just swapped out an arm and beat him. I think, oh, man, this would be. There's a way to make this work. Um, if if like you know, because it's we did last episode we did get uh um you know Icky finally training a part out mm-hmm. and giving Metabi a different part to use, and I feel like if if his like one talk with um uh. Space Metafighter X would have leaned into him giving advice of like you know you're so concerned about you know the the power of of Metabi's rare metal you know you're forgetting the full toolkit or the full arsenal that you could possibly deploy and then focused on you know uh, Metabi like really kind of or Icky really kind of thinking about like okay what would be the best parts to use against Similodon mm-hmm. you know how can how can Meta like what'll best like go with like Meta the way Metabi fights. And, you know, et cetera, et cetera, blah, 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 blah. And instead, it's just, you know, 
Metabi puts a cloak on and Icky's like, oh, I could hide a thing in there. Uh, but yeah. Koji does explicitly say there's nothing in the rules that says a dog can't play basketball. So it's totally okay. <laughs> um, uh, it's actually almost uh, a detriment that Metabi has such a strong personality. Because the the core uh, idea of a Metabot fight is these interchangeable parts and like you're not building necessarily a uh, full team of six Pokemon. You have one robot that you interchange parts with to do battles. Yeah. with, And that is a cool core concept. And the fact that Metabi being such a strong personality and so attached to his body that he's in, uh, makes it difficult for Icky to, uh, to explore that, that vast toolbox that he wins all these parts. And we only ever see him, uh, up until recently when, Medibi's body breaks. So it's it's kind of Medibi having such a strong personality kind of robbed Metabots uh, as a uh, franchise of this cool idea that is built in of exchanging these body parts because the main character in the TV show will not exchange these parts. It's kind of like, um, at least the Pokemon games, you know, the games themselves came out and were very good for the time. Um, and like, it wasn't until Ash came through, and Ash doesn't really change a whole lot of Pokemon out uh, super frequently. But he still does so. Icky yeah. does not. And I i, I mean, this is backseat uh, franchise building, but I, I feel like it might have hurt the franchise a little bit if you didn't show I, being able to change out these parts frequently to get the strategy in. Like, I think... I think a big part of it is probably like they, they want Metabee to be the Pikachu of mm-hmm. this franchise. Mm-hmm. And the more parts they change on him, the less, like, core his brand is like i don't think i i think we'll get plenty of arm and leg swaps over the course of the rest of the show yeah but i don't think we'll ever switch his head out except for like when they do it as a goof mm-hmm. uh because it just makes him a completely irrecognizable character but like we have i would i would like to see it more but we have seen him change parts in the past there was the water episode with the legs mm-hmm. there's a couple other leg instances this isn't the first time we've seen him with a di- we use a different arm no. and a couple other things like that i do i i do want them to do more of this and now that they've kind of leaned on this as a plot point i hope they continue to do this like frequently for this show but i feel like if if this turned into every battle is is like okay which part of, which part is going to win this battle for us we get into that that more toyetic Pokemon stuff, mm-hmm. and like that was something that was so refreshing about the fir- like when we first started watching Metabots is the fact that it was down to like strategy. It wasn't down to like oh, what's the big attack I'm going to do? Uh, and I hope that they balance that well going forward. That's fair uh, because they they kind of have like the uh, I I don't I don't know if I would call the web thing like truly inventive. He put the web on web arm on and he shot the web and then you know the invisibility thing is kind of like this match took all of two seconds like he went invisible and then he shot uh i'm i want to see where they go with it Uh, i wish they would have done this earlier though i I do agree with you on that (laughs) yeah i just a franchise like this relies on the anime to convey a lot of the messages and unfortunately metabee doesn't change his parts brass isn't in the tv show anymore yeah. Um, Smilodon, um, or Smilodon Ed doesn't doesn't change their parts out. So the like the three big possible mascots of the show don't change out their parts, and it's it makes it difficult to uh, to get this idea through. Yeah. 
now doing all the time, yes, does cheapen the idea, uh, especially since at the beginning of the show, we got so many good environmental uses um, from their from the fighting. Maybe only had a gun, so we had to think about positioning and how to shoot. Yeah. Um, which we wouldn't get necessarily if you just swapped out to get a firearm or whatever. Yeah. But, but then again, also, we've had several far- fights, so, like, recently, that have just been, like, Icky telling Metabi to shoot himself. So it's kind of like, yeah. I think just the fights aren't good right now is the problem. <laughs> yeah, it, it is weird how, it, it's kind of nice how little fanfare they're giving to the battles right now. But on the other hand, I do want to see some good fights. Yeah. They're, they're focusing a, a lot on the inter, inter-battle, like, emotions, which is good. Yeah. But... We're no. getting we're getting that good build up before we go into the tournament arc and when it will probably be just nonstop fights all the mm-hmm. time. Um but also like that was uh you know, uh I I trust Metabots with this. I mean like how many fights were in that first episode? Like it's good for a show that's like about this kind of stuff to be able to give us some quick snappy fights every once in a oh, while. Oh yeah, and it is uh it is refreshing uh that the show does focus more on the emotion of the fighters than it does necessarily the fights, which is pretty yeah. rare. But um, this is, you know, in the last five episodes, we've had four fights that lasted longer than a scene. Yeah. And it, it is, it's kind of wearing thin a little bit. Yeah. Um, we will, oh man, uh, we'll have to see where it goes. Uh, mm-hmm. Certainly like, you know, I would, I wouldn't even really mark this as a fight. Like the rest of the episode is the interesting drama mm-hmm. here, but like, at least in the last, uh, you know, we got two quick fights in the last episode. We'll see where things go from here. I'm sure they're going to be good. Uh, because we get the, you know, uh, Space Metabot, uh, Space Metabot, Space Metafighter X shows up to congratulate everybody, reveals that, yes, he was training both of them along. He was training Koji to um, be able to, like, uh, beat the Metaforce and training Icky to find ways to win without it because where they're going, the high-level play... Other people have the metaphors and they know how to use it. Uh, and just as that little nugget gets dropped on us, Salty's here and he's got Metabee's smash invitation. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Holy shit. Hey, the game's just dropped on the Switch. Maybe. Maybe they know yeah. that next DLC fighter isn't going to be Crash Bandicoot. Maybe it's going to be Metabee. They are similarly shaped. Not really. Um, they, they both yeah. like to wear pants and spin around. Uh, you know, they both blush from yeah. kisses from moms. Yeah. Speaking of which, we open the letter up. Icky reads it. His mom has been kidnapped by the Rubber Robo Gang. And that is, I guess, what the next episode is going to be. Uh, because it's called, Dude, Where's My Ma? Yeah, the, the where's my ma part is weird, not where's my mom. But uh, I, I dig it. Uh, we get another splash screen. Uh, and this one is art. Oh, yeah. yeah. We get this wonderful, like, weird uh, kind of almost kind of like art deco-y kind of looking rubber robo holding Icky's mom who's just kind of like fainted in his arms it's very good looking i love to see it that's sea slug you can tell from the hair (laughs) yeah it's so good um i uh i I wonder obviously we're gonna find out next episode um but this is i saw that ransom note and i'm like I wonder how much of that is a kidnapping and how much of that is them telling her to come with her. And she's like, yeah, okay. And then just kind of tricking her and she's acting ditzy to play along. Cause she did this before with the house. She played along long enough to, uh, that's, that's true. Well, she could, she could be, uh, playing along so that she can, um, uh, uh, what's the, so she can, um, 
like infiltrate them mm-hmm. and steal all of their rare mm-hmm. metals. Exactly. Because she is the Phantom Thief Retort. Yep. <laughs> we don't know. You know what's probably going to happen? The Phantom Thief is going to show up next episode. And it's because Icky's dad's on a business trip. Yeah. We're going to find out. It's the real, the, you know, uh, one, we haven't seen Henry in a while, which makes me worried for him. Uh, which makes me assume that he has been killed off screen by the rubber robos. Um, oh, I don't think so. Uh, we saw him two episodes ago, which is pretty good for a boring guy. Did we see him? Uh, we saw him oh, in uh, introducing Rintaru. Because yeah, uh, did we see they were making fun of him at, in the shop? That was two episodes ago. That's true. Okay, yeah, inter- yeah, we did see him in Interrun. Now we didn't um, see him the entire episode that had Space Matter Fighter X in. I think maybe Henry's Space Matter Fighter X. I'll throw uh, that out there. We, well, no, they have the know, same name. We we know who Space Matter Fighter X is. It's the other Henry that won the tournament yeah, years ago. Who isn't Henry because Henry is a dumb idiot. Uh, it's Ikaru <laughs> Agata, which is the name of the guy who runs the convenience store. They give the first and last name, which is the same as the first and last name of Henry. Uh, yeah, and how many John Smiths are there in the world? <laughs> like, at least three, probably. But, like, in the same city? I, I find that hard to believe. Name three John Smiths right now. Um, I don't know a single John <laughs> Smith in person. Uh, um, do I know anybody with the same first and last name? I don't think so. Um, yep. Okay, yeah. I still think they're different. I think they're. I think they're different people. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Fake news. Now, oh, have we ever? We need to see Space Metafighter X and the Phantom Phantom Renegade in the same room. See, together. they got to be enemies because Space Metafighter X fights crime. Retort is crime. Yeah, but like good crime. It's hard to tell. He does work it's for a, a corporation right now. It's a Batman Superman situation. Maybe. <laughs> it, it, you know, we're gonna have to see a spinoff of both of them. To uh, kind of dial down their ethics. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> Maybe they're part I of the same Sentai team. I, I can't wait for fucking Grant Morrison's uh, uh, All Star Phantom Renegade, where he looks at Icky and says, "I'm the goddamn Phantom Renegade," and everyone like immediately thinks that that's the Phantom Renegade for the next thirty years. <laughs> okay. I yes, that is bad. But on the other hand, that does sound very funny. <laughs> Mitch, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, <laughs> if they have to, I'm at Big Bad Beetle Boy on Twitter. That's probably going to be the best place to find me right now. Uh, what about you? Okay. Uh, I am, of course, on uh, Pagetish on most social media. That's P A D G E T T I S H. Uh, and I'm also on Wow Cool Robot. We are so close to the end. Uh, we did a little early together watch of the last two episodes. So we're going to watch them again. We'll record that on the this weekend and the next weekend record our questions episode so um yeah it, pretty soon i'll be a one them podcaster until i have to start another podcast for whatever reason um give it a week speaking of which you can find this podcast uh at meta watch which i hope you already know because you're probably already listening to this through a podcatcher or whatever or uh, i can't remember if i put it on spotify or not i should really check that um you could also find our twitters at meta watch and at meta uh you got some fun gifts for coming for us anytime soon oh god i hope so i i've been clipping like <laughs> mad hell yeah um but yeah uh oh man that's that's basically it uh we are on spotify 
We're we're on spot. Okay. Whatever. Oh man. I wonder if anybody got us for Spotify for their end of the year, end of the year review or whatever. Um, let's check out our Spotify stats. Uh, do do do. do. Um, does it show ratings on here? Do we have any ratings? I've got no idea. I don't know how to use Spotify. Uh, the only Spotify I've used is I've listened to uh, Lou Vega's Mambo Number no. Five six thousand times this year. Good. <laughs> um, yeah, Metabee kind of looks like a trumpet, I guess. <laughs>